Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. This week's topic is a tearless-style debate of popular conspiracy theories of the United States. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Today, we are also joined by Julianne Hardy, artist, creative, and founder of Sad Eyes. Hello, everyone. Today, we're doing something way different. Um, we're doing another tier list, but this is a bit of a late 4th of July celebration. We're going to be ranking a bunch of popular American conspiracy theories. <laughs> first things first, I want to introduce our guest, Julie uh, Sad Eyes as she's better known. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> kind of wanted to make the tears myself, but I figured that might be a fun thing to do. I mean, we could obviously say it's like, oh, an S-tier conspiracy theory, but what if we like made, like ranked them on a scale of like believability or just our general thoughts on them? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking believability, like S-tier should be like, no doubts about it. Um, That's fine. S-tier should be based. That should be the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right so s is based which means we like 100 percent agree that they could be possible yeah now a do we want to make it like a plausible like it, it could be but like there's insufficient information yeah um yeah sure yeah all right a is plausible b i'm thinking like needs investigation or like more attention if I'm not sober, I think that should be that should be C. Is like that should be C. Yeah, that should be C. C is lay off the weed. All right. So because this is on the list, I want to ask your opinions. Was it Kurt Cobain or Courtney Love that killed Kurt Cobain? Oh, Courtney Love definitely had something to do with it. D tier is lay off the weed, and then is like, what is the opposite of based in this scenario? Is like whack. <laughs> yeah, like whack, just a just a bruh bruh moment. So this is the greatest American conspiracy theory tier list. <laughs> I like I like the, the the categories. I think this is fair. I think this yeah. I think it's good. Sweet. So we're starting off with a very popular, very accessible conspiracy theory here. We're talking about Area 51. Common knowledge that Area 51 exists. It's a high security military base that people believe to be home to crashed UFOs and potential alien artifacts, etc. Remember when things were simpler and people were just talking about raiding Area 51? Yeah. Oh my god, that feels like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, for real. I guess, do we or do we not think that alien artifacts beyond just government secrets are in Area 51. I think it's maybe, like, plausible, um, but I think that if they're leaving, like, alien stuff anywhere, it's probably not just in one spot. Right. I'm thinking more plausible because we've all peeped this out. We've we've all done at least a little Area 51 research, if we're being honest. Yeah. I think there's definitely, like, secret government projects like weapons testing and aircraft testing like no doubt um even if it's not area 51 there's definitely a place with that stuff no that's for sure i've had people who've like sort of kind of maybe signed ndas about area 51 where they do have weapons testing the fact that area 51 is something that's so like heavily covered up and so widely known i feel like if you were to rate it like truly rate it 
I think you would have a hard time finding anything noteworthy because it's like past its prime now. Yeah. Now they probably just keep it so heavily armed as like a as a distraction. Yeah, I think you're right. I would put it still high up, probably A, but not S tier. Yeah. So plausible? I think plausible is a fine spot. I think little stories, like little alien stories like Roswell, I find a little more fascinating than just Area 51 itself. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, you're reading about Truman Capote. Oh my god. All right, all right. He secretly wrote Harper Lee's infamous To Kill a Mockingbird, but... Hello? (laughs) Both grew up in Alabama and both were childhood best friends. One of the characters in To Kill a Mockingbird is based off a young Truman Capote. Main evidence being that Harper Lee only wrote one other book in her lifetime and Capote being a well-published but not as often celebrated author. Guess the conspiracy here is that they both were writers and they were both growing up within the same place. Truman Capote has like 20 plus published works and she's got like literally one book and then right before she passed, a sequel was finished. Right. It sounds like it could go either way. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm more confused with the motive. Yeah, me too. Personally, I don't, I never looked into this one that much, so it's more of a peep this out for me because I need to personally peep this out. That's, I kind of agree with the peep it out. Why would he be on board with her taking the credit for what would be his most notable work? You know, like sometime in his lifetime, it probably would have been revealed that, oh, wait, I actually wrote that shit. Yeah, that's definitely a let's peep this out. That needs a little bit more information. I'm a great reader. Number three, who really killed Martin Luther King Jr.? The 1960s were a time of many assassinations. Martin Luther King Jr., perhaps the loudest voice of the civil rights movement, was shot in his hotel balcony at 39 years old. The man who pulled the trigger, James Earl Ray, who was caught and pleaded guilty a year after, King's own family believed this was a non but not a lone gunman. Some believe that FBI could be behind. Perhaps more likely it was an organized hit by the KKK. The cause has been reopened three times by the Justice Department, and one of those times they believed there was a possibility of a wider conspiracy, but found no evidence. So yeah, of the 1960s conspiracy theories, I feel like this is the one that gets overlooked the most. Yeah, definitely. I definitely do not believe that it was a lone gunman. Uh, No, I don't think there's any way it could have been. The FBI one kind of confuses me because it goes back to the one before this where it's like, what was the motive? But then the Ku Klux Klan, well, there's a big motive there. I don't know. I feel like this is at the lowest plausible. I might, I think based, honestly. I'm thinking it's based. If you offered this to me five years ago, I probably would have said like plausible. But then like the more we think about it, yeah, this is pretty based. Yeah, I genuinely just don't feel like it could be a lone gunman. Like, it makes more sense for it not to have been a lone gunman. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, based it is. July 4th, 1947, Mac Brezel, a sheep farmer, found a bunch of unusual objects in his field. The Air Force came and confiscated all the unusual belongings the night of. The next day, newspapers published an article saying it could potentially be a flying saucer confiscated. Although the Air Force called it bro- a broken weather balloon, it ignited the UFO phenomenon more than any other event yet. Interesting. Roswell to this day 
is still so fascinating because there's so many parts to it, like the photos of the like parts of the craft and like the fact that just some random guy saw it. I think that's the biggest thing is this guy just so happened to be there. And I think that's what fa- what's fascinating about it because that could have been anybody. Um, the whole crashed weather balloon thing too, like just sounds like a real phony excuse. And when you think about... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And now if you go to Roswell, New Mexico, it's still all about alien phenomenon. They have like gift shops and alien themed restaurants and UFO, like everything is alien themed. It's nuts. That's crazy. It changed kind of the tourism of the West itself. And then you see, you hear so many stories in Arizona, Utah, New Mexico. Like it's, it's, uh, it just seems like these stories are always coming from the West. Yeah, that's kind of true. You never hear about like aliens in Maryland or anything. Oh, there's a flying saucer in PA the other day. I don't blame them for not coming to like Ohio. I feel like it can't be let's peep this out because everyone's peeped that out for decades. But at the same time, I feel like it's less believable than Area 51 to me. I think it should go right below Area 51 yeah 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 they're so similar they kind of go hand in hand so who wants to talk about another 1960s political assassination i'll go (laughs) (laughs) number five jfk assassination shot in a motorcade in public attention jfk was shot twice by lee harvey oswald who was caught arrested charged and killed on live television the Warren Commission was created to investigate, and they ruled it was a lone assassination attempt. People theorized that the CIA hired Oswald to do the deed. Many believe that there were multiple gunmen, implying it could have been a mafia hit, a Cuban hit, or even the Soviet Union themselves. After video evidence was released several years later, many people believed Oswald's location of the grassy knoll would have been too difficult of a shot for an untrained marksman to make. It's kind of sus that the whole thing was televised. This was a few years ago. I watched someone basically recreate the shot in a rendering and the conditions just weren't right. It didn't make any sense for where he was positioned to hit that shot. It's an impressive shot no matter how you look at it. So either he just got super lucky or he knew what he was doing. You have to also put into perspective that Magneto tried to save him. That's he was one of us, Charles. This is a this is kind of a we get there when we get there, but didn't Jimmy Hoffa hate John F. Kennedy? There are a lot of people who really hated John F. Kennedy. Yeah. I know well my knowledge is going uh from the Irishman, but did he actually not put put his flag down? after the death of him most of the mafia most organized crime wasn't either yeah that's kind of how i feel i think that like it would have to be someone kind of higher up pulling the strings the police uh, officer that did uh like the automatic like police report said that the exit wound in the back of his head was on the left side and then in the official coroner's report the exit wound is claimed to be on the right side yeah I mean, I guess in the heat of the moment, you could have made a mistake or looked at it wrong. There's so many layers to this one. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that this is necessarily like based, but I think that there's definitely something like going on. Yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to find out either. Yeah, I I don't think so either. There's so many books and documentaries on this incident. It's, It's hard to not, it maybe have to be based. I don't think it's as based as Martin Luther King Jr., 
but maybe based. All right, let's put it at the bottom of based for now. Uh, I just went, does uh, Alden, you want to go with the Bigfoot one? This one was about me. Yeah, Julie is Bigfoot, everyone. We got Sasquatch on the show. Sasquatch eyes over here. All right, Bigfoot. My dad loves this one, by the way. The most famous Sasquatch has been cited apparently 2032 in Washington State. Many fake artifacts have been made, including photos, footprints, yet 32% of the population believes Bigfoot could be a real creature of the woods. I think that Bigfoot is probably real. <sighs> Say, like, maybe three, four years ago, I'd agree, but at this point, I just... I don't know. I don't know it's in the woods. I find things in the ocean easier to believe than something in the forest, because so much of the ocean is undiscovered or no human has like been to parts of it so that's a little more believable to me bigfoot to me is just it's one of those things there's been so many fakes and everything it's just it's hard you got those finding bigfoot shows that are ironically very entertaining but that's what i'm saying i believe in the mystery of bigfoot it's very fun it's a fun it's a fun conspiracy i think it's up there with like the ufo roswell stuff in terms of like cultural phenomenon and in terms of like zeitgeist around it my dog just jumped off the couch in front of me and scared the shit out of me i thought it was bigfoot dude your dog is about the size of one of bigfoot's toes constantly the finding bigfoot shows are just on our tv i have a lot of sources for this one but i just i still don't believe it yeah i think there like could be something like bigfoot somewhere on this earth but i don't i think if it was in the pacific northwest we would have found it by now yeah i don't know how a species like that could survive in this continent I could understand the Pacific Northwest way more than I could here. No, there aren't any other primates of the woods. I agree with you. Not in the U.S., but possibly elsewhere. So is that a lay off the weed or let's peep this out? I think lay off the weed. Yeah, I think that's a good spot for it. Josh, do you want to read about the abduct abduction of Johnny Gosh or Mattress Firm? I'll do I'll do Johnny Gosh. The abduction of Johnny Gosh. Johnny Gosh, a 12-year-old boy on a morning paper route, disappeared without a trace on September 5th, 1982. The case went cold numerous times. There was no evidence, suspects, or leads. Years later, his mother, Noreen Goss, received pictures of a young man uh, bound in a basement, leading her to believe he was forced into a sex ring. Then 15 years after his appearance, Noreen claimed Johnny returned home to visit his capture, saying he was well. The police never found proof that this visit happened, but people believe that Johnny is not only alive, but is actually political colonist Jeff G Gannon. Wow, that took a turn. What? Yeah, I I believe this theory up until the Jeff Gannon part. <laughs> yeah. There's people in the Bigfoot community that are like, oh, but Bigfoot's really the next messiah, like unironically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or he's like, that's the next evolution of man or like some crazy out there idea. The thing that does really bring some validity to this is there's like the whole Johnny Gosh like website is a movement for making sure child abduction cases like this don't happen again, where there is no information, there is no leads. They're all about interconnecting people who have just recently lost their kids, help connect people to Amber Alert, things like that. 
So there is a lot of good that has come out of this. There was a larger conspiracy. It probably would have been found out by now. The fact that his mother, up until her deathbed, believed that he had came and visited her 15 years later. That part, to me, just smells a little fishy. It just bugs me, like, why would he visit her once? Yeah, I don't want to sound a certain way, but... That just sounds like a symptom of grief. What kind of captor would be like, hey, let's go visit your mom? Like, I know it's been like 15 years, but... I think because of the wild ending and the mother, uh, the visit part, I think it's lay off the weed. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. Is it more or less lay off the weed than Bigfoot? I think it should be lower than Bigfoot. Well, yes, less. Even with the whole Jeff Gannon thing? Okay, the Jeff Gannon thing, without a doubt, is worse than Bigfoot, but I would throw that out the window. That's not plausible. All right, Mattress Firm. I'm going to read it. This is a good one. In 2018, the city of Chicago, known for its years of mob involvement, was overcrowded with 17 mattress mattresses firms within a 0.5 mile radius <laughs> i'm sorry that's just so wild <laughs> some across the street from another sorry many believe that uh this is a front for some serious money laundering right so i've seen this not with mattress firms but in other places with like different franchises there's just like six that you can see especially gamestop there's been a few places where there's like three four or five games that you can just stand in the middle of the street and see all of them. Yeah, but I feel like the GameStop one like kind of makes more sense than a mattress firm. You buy a mattress and most people are on that shift for like a decade. Yeah, that's true. And every time you pass every time you pass a mattress firm, it's fucking empty. Yeah, I never see anyone in a mattress firm. People are buying their mattresses online now, so goodbye. How much do we buy the money laundering part? That's the part especially with Chicago that makes a lot of sense. I kind of think this might even be like pretty high and plausible. It's, you know, laundry and there's mattresses. It just makes sense. What if you bought a mattress and it was just stuffed with cash? That was a thing in the 20s. People would, wouldn't trust banks after the Great Depression. So they'd keep all their money under their mattresses or in their mattresses. So many grandparents still do that. So are we still feeling like this is plausible debased? I feel like, if anything, this needs to be the highest of the let's peep this out category because I feel like it needs a thorough investigation because, like, the best information now is just based off people's experiences and screenshots. It's a very young conspiracy. I'm going to have a documentary in a few years or something. I agree with top of let's peep this out. Number nine, Alaskan Antenna Farm. In Alaska, there is a high-frequency, active auroral research program that boasts over 30 acres of designated land and over 180 antennas. Some believe that these are an experimental weapon that caused the Columbia Space Shuttle uh, crash of 2003 to explode, as well as created the unprecedented 200-mile-per-hour tornado that leveled Joplin, Missouri in 2011. Others believe this to be a mind-controlling device with the ability to transmit signals into people's brains. Scientific done on the premises include atmospheric monitoring of radio waves, collection of information about the aurora borealis. After much public attention, the facility offered an open house so the public and press could see the facility for themselves in 2016. Okay, so there's mind control? It's potentially a weather-altering device or a mind-controlling device. People are split. So when doing research for this, I found an entire thing about the Joplin tornado because it was so off the charts um, for being a tornado, even in that very tornado as part of the country. 
like the average wind speed of the tornado was 200 miles per hour, which is 30 miles per hour ever recorded for a speed of a tornado um, anywhere. So uh, they were like, this has to be something new. This has to be something man-made. And I guess a lot of fingers got pointed to that really weird thing in Alaska that's massive. So the only like weather control that we kind of can do is cloud seeding. And all that does is make it rain. Making a tornado like that just doesn't work. I feel like the weather in general is kind of lame. Like if they could, you know, it would be better. I feel like there every generation has at least a couple of major weather events they're getting worse but you're right i sleep i think it's a bit of a bro moment whatever problems it's causing are so vague where it like varies everything from weather altering to like mind controlling this was like the 5g conspiracy way before the 5g conspiracy and then like the fact that they realized they were garnering all this attention they were like all right we'll just do like an open house like press public everyone Come here and see how boring it is. We're just trying to see what the Aurora Borealis does, I guess, because that's getting government funding. I'm okay with putting this at like bra moment or lay off the weed. But honestly, I think this is like high tier bra moment. Yeah. Yeah. I care way more about the Denver airport. Okay, you can read the Denver airport then, my friend. The Denver International Airport, one of the largest airports in the country, the Denver International Airport is twice the size of Manhattan, New York. There are strange murals and artwork all over the airport, including imagery that supposedly represents a Nazi-like figure killing world peace and order. The airport was ridiculously expensive, going $2 billion over budget. Plaques around the airport claim the airport was funded by the New World Airport Commission. Some say this is a front for neo-Nazi movement, the Freemasons, or even the Illuminati themselves. Some even believe the runway is designed to look like a swastika if viewed from above. Other strange artwork depicts children near a burning building, a devil hopping <clears throat> a devil hopping out of a suitcase, most notable a 32-foot sculpture of a giant blue horse that fell on and killed its original creator. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Yeah, this one's pretty wild. Wait, so you can actually go to this airport? I've almost had a connecting flight there once. Yeah, I was about to ask, has anyone ever actually been there on the panel? It's real. Megan's been there. Has she? Yeah. Did she make it back? Yeah, I think. Unless they replaced her. <laughs> they replaced her and made her a TikTok star. Oh my god. That's the real conspiracy. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say, Megan? They're getting rid of the horse when you come in that has the glowing red eyes. They're taking that down. Out of all things to take down. Yeah, for real. I feel like the people that were like making this airport were just like trying to make it wildly different from like other airports for the sake of attention. I think it would be fun to think that it's like Nazi-ish or, or run by the Freemasons or whatever. I think that's a fun idea, but I think ultimately it's probably just these like architects that are like, my architects is so lit. Ha <laughs> there's a Nazi mural. <laughs> I've gotten a little paranoid-ish about uh, neo-Nazi stuff after watching Hunters on Amazon because that basically is a what-if scenario but it's very plausible. Um, and it uses a lot of historical stuff to kind of build their world for it. And the plausibility for me personally of this being built by like neo-Nazis is 
pretty substantial. I don't feel like they're influential enough to be able to fund a airport that costs like $13 billion or whatever. Like that's just nuts. Geometrically speaking, it would make sense to have like four major runways if you have four terminals. It, it's like, I don't know. This just sounds really baked to me. Uh, yeah, I think it's the layoff lead. I want to I wanna see what the runways actually look like. Actually, it's kind of close, but it, it's still a stretch. No, it's not. It's really close. <laughs> Let's all take a look. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not a perfect shape, but it is set up like that. Let's look up what the LAX one looks like. Like LaGuardia is, I mean, it's right on the water, but it's like a cross, right? So if you were to make one twice this big, it would make sense to have them going all four cardinal directions look at atlanta because that's the biggest one in the u.s uh, atlanta just looks like a shit show somebody's got a couple connecting flights there this makes a lot of sense but denver international airport is literally in the cardinal directions like spot on okay all but even if there were neo-nazis why would they want to draw this much attention to themselves at like an airport I mean, can the government like shut down neo Nazis? How does I feel like there's a lot of like uh no, they haven't done it with the KKK yet, so Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But also how would they get the money? Like how many people are donating to Nazis right now? I hope not a lot. Probably a lot. Okay, Alden, well where do you think this belongs? But I could say like it being built by a secret organization is not that far off. I agree with that. So plausible, low plausible. Low plausible is fine with me. I feel like this is a peak layoff the weed one. I feel like this is a better layoff the weed one than Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, okay. I feel like it's, it's layoff the weed. You know, actually, just because of the fact that we had to look up runways, I, I feel like this deserves at least let's peep this out. This is right there with like Mattress Firm. Like, let's, let's put it below Mattress Firm, but above Truman Capote ready to kill a mockingbird. Yellowstone time bomb. One of the world's largest volcanoes in the world sits underneath our nation's largest park. Measuring 44 miles across, this goliath of a volcano, which is apparently still active, hasn't erupted in 630,000 years. Conspiracists, wow, believe the U.S. government has information on when it's going to blow, but won't reveal it to the public as it's soon approaching. Many believe a volcano of this magnitude could wipe out the entire United States. There was an article, or I guess a couple of them, not too long ago about increased activity in Yellowstone, just to top off 2020. Yeah. It's a mess. There's been a lot of money poured into researching Yellowstone. Everyone's like, oh, well, it hasn't blown up in a long time, but it doesn't look to be blowing up anytime soon. And it's like, okay, well, then why are we giving you like millions of dollars year after year to go poke around inside of a hot rock? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, something is definitely like they know more than they're saying, I think, for sure. Yeah, like they drilled really, really far down to know what's going on underneath this would be like the largest above ground volcano though in the world yes it is i guess that would explain why they continuously look at it if you're thinking about because like then like that means they'd have to discover like different things and even the things that are active with smaller volcanoes could be different with one of that magnitude so if it was to erupt, it's not going to be like in Hawaii where it just pours lava out or something like that. It will just blow up. Because this is all hypothetical. Is it possible that they are overhyping it? And if it does blow, it's just going to be a dud? It would become too pressurized. It would be like Mount St. Helens, but way worse. Yeah, it's way bigger than Mount St. Helens. Uh, and that was like devastating when it happened. But 
even if it is, I mean, the volcano is like a hundred times its size or, uh, you know, it's like, it's like 80 times its size or something. Is that really the entire like United States? You know what I'm thinking? Like, yeah, I mean, it would certainly change everything, but I feel like even if you removed 500 miles, you're not going to get like devastated with the lava itself or with the eruption if you're saying if you're living in like manhattan you're gonna have like a slight cough i mean the air quality is probably gonna somehow get better if you live in manhattan (laughs) (laughs) actually it could because that's that's a lot of uh carbon oh that's true i guess that might be the thing that knocks out our ozone layer for good i would say it's base the conspiracy is not Yellowstone's a volcano that could blow. The conspiracy, <laughs> the conspiracy is that is is it is it a time bomb? Do people actually know when this thing's gonna blow, and are they like timing it? Yeah, I think they probably do. Yeah, I think at some at some point they definitely do if they're researching it. Like, I feel like if we're still spending money, it's to like try to prevent it or just let people know ahead of time. But I have no idea. We've also fun things for space in the past when it comes to space exploration that's not something we need right now yeah an asteroid could come in but like we don't know uh same as the volcano i guess well we know more about asteroids than we do the volcano like we know the trajectory of asteroids and comets and everything that could be a threat to us and when it could happen we have no idea what's going on with the volcano. Yeah. That's kind of why I feel like this is plausible at worst. Because, like, the conspiracy end of it is the problem that I have with this this statement. Because obviously it's going to blow, but it's like, okay, well, what's the government's, like, real motivation from hiding this thing from happening? I feel like they would have to warn LA, like, hey, fly to another country. Like, just get out of there. Yeah. How fast does lava move? Like, how long you think I'd have? Well, it's not the lava. It's everything else. Because there's a lot of, like, toxic gas and stuff that comes out of volcanoes. And then the ash that it throws up as well would just spread out and coat everything pretty much across the entire country. Dwayne Johnson can help LA. Oh, of course, of course. I I think this should be, like, mid-plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Number 13, the Georgia Guidestones. Built in 1980, commissioned by a man with a pseudonym who claimed to be from an anonymous organization, created a giant Stonehenge with a nihilistic message. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things tempered with reason. Balance personal rights with social duties. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature, which is translated in eight different languages. Some believe this monument is to help rebuild society after an apocalypse. Others believe it to be a manifesto of the New World Order or a potential satanic cult. You know, I actually am a cancer, and I think that, you know, that's kind of rude. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, too out of place. I feel like it's just something... It's just, like, off. It just feels like it's one of those things that, like, a group of friends probably put together and were like, yeah, we could do this. The thing that really throws me off is the really weird message. Because it's like, you could fund $18 million to write something like that as a prank, or there is truly some conspiracy to it, even if it is just a couple of friends that need to lay off the weed. I feel like this is probably like closer to lay off the weed. It doesn't really feel like super conspiracy-ish to me. It's just kind of like a like a weird fact. You're sitting around with friends and somebody will bring it up like, yo, did you hear about this? Yeah, and then you talk about it for a couple sentences and then you change the subject. Yeah, this isn't like a big thing. 500 million? Like, even when this was erected in the 80s, like, that was 
way, way, way smaller than the Earth's population. Why would Georgia be like the epicenter or the place to survive, you know, either an apocalypse or if it is some sort of satanic cult, like, what, are they going to like kill 8 billion people? Like, good luck. Except for the continent of Georgia. Yeah. The continent of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this whole georgia guidestone thing i think it's a lay off the weed i think it's up there with like bigfoot i agree yeah yeah agreed the johnny gosh thing like actually has like a happy ending like conclusion to it the bigfoot thing is just a bunch of guys trolling each other and that, honestly that's what i think this georgia guidestone thing is too i think so too yeah number 12 mount rushmore mount rushmore the monumental mountain that is george washington thomas jefferson abraham lincoln and Theodore Roosevelt enched into it. Behind Lincoln's head holds a chamber built with the intention to hold America's most important documents. But the chamber is supposedly empty and sealed off from the public. Some believe the government is hiding treasures and secrets in the 35-foot-tall, 74-foot-long room. I love Nick Cage movies. No, it was actually Richie Rich that did this. You guys see? That movie was good. Um, I think that there probably is... A chamber behind Abraham Lincoln's head. Oh, like, no, that part's a fact. Like, that's actually a thing. There, There's dugout tunnels all throughout that mountain. And they are probably hiding something. Well, the purpose of it is also a fact. The, like, the designer who actually passed away right before the thing was completed, someone else came and finished it. Like, he was like, oh, no, this would be a great place to put all of, like, the important American, like, documents. Like, you know, move, move the declaration there. Move, you know, all these things there. Um, and that was... A conspiracy like that that part's a fact that all of that's a fact so the fact that it's like empty but boarded up is kind of where people are like okay what's going on here yeah yeah for one mount rushmore is like just as a uh american monument is such a bro moment like it's in such a terrible place where even is it it's in like utah or something it's in south dakota i wish mount rushmore was in utah that would make it even more boneless fuses me about this this whole theory if the government knows that yellowstone is going to erupt why would they put all their important documents in this really shitty monument really close to the thing they know is about to erupt? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's some Inception type shit. Yeah, those two theories can't coexist. So which one do we believe more? The government knows something about the Yellowstone about to blow up? Or they, they know that they're hiding important documents behind Lincoln's head? What if the documents about Yellowstone blowing up is in the chamber? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Do you think uh, a proof that Abraham Lincoln was gay is also in that chamber? It's proof that your mom is. Shit, no you. I think that it's definitely sus that they have it like boarded up and it's like supposedly empty. Because I feel like if there was nothing to hide, they wouldn't board it up. So uh, I'm going to say like maybe top plausible. I don't see anything being kept in there because it's very low security to no security can you can you can you go behind lincoln's head uh not really you can like get permission to go inside but i don't know to what capacity but like if you even come close to the declaration of independence right now first of all it's in like uh the container it's in is all helium there's no oxygen in there and as soon as you even touch the case it drops back and like slides through tunnels 
very far away from the building it's kept in. That'd be lit. Yeah, like all the documents in the building are super protected, not only by armed guards, but also all systems in place behind it. And I don't know why, but I spent a week of like one of my social studies classes on this. Mount Rushmore was built in like 1927. So even back then, they had more higher ways of like keeping things like protected like like i i could see this being a thing if it was built in like the 1800s or like like 1790 mount rushmore was built why did we build this right before the great depression right before they were like government was spending a lot of money on monuments and on like technical advancements and feats and stuff like that think like we're only 40 years removed from the Panama Canal, which was a huge American win at the time. Now we got Space Force. Like a bra moment? What, what, how do you guys feel about Mount Rushmore? I'm feeling bra moment. I'm feeling like a light to strong lay off the weed, maybe bra moment. Yeah, top of the bra moment. I think top of the bra moment's fair. That's a fair call. Top of the bra moment to you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the... 1968 Kentucky Derby. Absolutely. I love dogs. Those are horses. <laughs> <laughs> the 1968 Kentucky Derby. The winners of the 1968 Kentucky Derby, Peter Fuller and his horse, Dancer's Image, had their title taken away from them after traces of um, phenyl Buddhism were found in the horse's blood. Peter and his wife friends and donors of the Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta King, were shocked and denied any involvement with drugging the horse. Many believe it was an act of sabotage from the anti-civil rights. Others believe that it was an order from J. Edgar Hoover executed by the FBI. So the Kentucky Derby was rigged. It was rigged for the person to win it to lose. Martin Luther King Jr., great man, but... Are we going to totally ignore that the King family could have just drugged this horse and just denied it? Why would they have drugged the yeah, horse? Yeah, why would they have drugged the horse? Yeah. These people were giving them money. Why would they drug their horse? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> What's the motivation? They were going to split the winnings with the Kings. I don't really know about that. That sounds like a lot of effort for people that were way busy doing something that's way more important to them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, this is another bro moment. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. The rider has gone on record multiple times like since then was like I like I genuinely had no idea my horse was drugged. Like he and it like didn't just seem like someone who was like saying that for the sake of they felt bad because they lost their trophy. He was like eyebrows raised, like I have no idea what's going on here, and was like interviewed many times after this thing and has like continued to stand by it. So, I mean, either he's one of the greatest liars of all time, in which case he should have a presidential run, or I mean, he just genuinely was out of the loop and someone else did it. And I guess the mystery there is the who the other person was and why would they do that? I definitely kind of think this is a, a bra moment because it's a horse, you know, and if they drugged it, like kind of fucked up that they drugged their horse. But in like the grand scheme of conspiracies, I don't think it's like that notable you got the horses in the back i think it's better than the the antenna farm but i don't think it's as interesting as the lincoln's head yeah i agree alden you want to read about the idaho chemtrails number 15 idaho chemtrails 
many theorists believe that the government has been dropping chemtrails over its population for decades. However, Idaho residents woke up to 2,000 dead geese one morning in 2015. The theory states the chemtrails caused the birds to fall from the sky. Pesticides are usually, like, dropped from planes. And they're really low to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. They're not 30,000 feet in the air, like the domestic airplanes that are supposedly dropping American mind-altering drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, probably should have been something that died with the birth of commercial aviation. Because more people than ever before have been up in the air, not just people that are fighter pilots, not just people that, you know, not just people that are scientists. Like now we're at the point where a lot of people have been in the air. And if you were seeing these chemtrail planes or whatever, they need to be within your line of sight. But what do you guys think made the geese like die? They just happen? I think it was probably pesticides from a plane. And just the plane was probably flying just slightly higher than the geese. Because geese don't fly very high. Yeah, they're kind of big, aren't they? The plane was, like, trying to keep bugs and stuff off their potatoes. Then the geese are just going to die, too. Wasn't it uh, Billy Corgan who was really into this theory? And if they're mid-migration, what, what time of year was this? It was, like, March or some shit, right? So, like, peak storm season in the middle of nowhere, like... A lot of geese can die in a short period of time if something like that were to happen, like while they're migrating. So it would make sense for that to be the thing, in my opinion. I feel like this is definitely a bra moment. Chemtrail, just everything doesn't work for me. I don't know why, but every time I think of those planes, I think in the beginning of Pearl Harbor and the flashback when Ben Affleck's a kid. Chemtrail is really the worst conspiracy theory. I think it needs to be higher just based on the amount of people that unironically believe it. So popularity is a factor. I, I think it is. I'd be willing to put it over the stupid antenna farm. Those people were like, here, take a look. Like, you know, like, yeah. Who wants to read about Enoch Lincoln? Josh, this sounds like a good one for you. Enoch Lincoln, a poet and early progressive political figure. Enoch Lincoln was elected Maine 6th governor. He was pro-black and pro-women's rights in 1826. However, when he died in 1829, his body was placed in a crypt. Over 160 years later, in 1991, was reopened only for it to be empty some theorists believe he was never actually buried there others believe state workers who cleaned the site moved the body and lost it to this day his body has never been found how the fuck do you lose a body it's happened to several other famous bodies believe it or not yeah i feel like it might be kind of easy to like you misplace it like i lose my keys my friend was telling me a story of her aunt in the hospital at the end of it they killed her and lost her body. Yeah, they claimed they found it, never showed any of the family the body, and just gave them the cremated ashes. And they didn't sign like anything for cremation either. They were just like, that's a conspiracy all on its own. Damn. I think that like the hospital system is so disorganized, especially here, that it's not uncommon for people to like lose bodies. Why was the crypt reopened in 1991? They were like remodeling the the graveyard to some extent in which they were trying to make sure that they had they like designated a lot of land around this little thing because when the dude died, he was like really respected in Maine. Um, but, you know, so many so much time passes. It's like, oh, well, how much further are we allowed to to dig toward it? And so apparently they wanted to go inside of it to empty things out, and clean it. 
and then check where the walls were. Well, there was no body in there. And so it was immediately like a bruh moment, got quite a lot of media coverage at the time. And no one knows if there was ever a like a body in there is kind of another thing is like it shows like there's a record of the graveyard's history that his body's buried there. And there's a day that it supposedly happened and his funeral was well attended. How did he die? I think it was like a heart heart condition or something. Um, it wasn't anything like really out there. Yeah, that's what's kind of fascinating is that like his death seemed pretty natural, but then there's a mystery still around the death. I feel like this one is like definitely like plausible, but at the same time, I think it's one of those that like needs more like of a serious investigation or like I want to peep this out. Yeah. Let's peep this out. Yeah, let's peep this out. Number 17, Jimmy Hoffa. The plot of Martin Scorsese's Irishman is perhaps the best known conspiracy theory regarding the death of Jimmy Hoffa. The president of the Team Masters Union. Teamsters. God, Teamsters Union. It was um, incarcerated. Incarcerated after having made many deals with the mob. Sooner after his release from prison, he disappeared from a Detroit restaurant. Many people believe the mafia killed him for getting in the way. Others believe that the Teamsters killed him so he wouldn't continue his reign as president. Hoffa's body was never found. It took seven years for him to even be claimed as dead. Some believe his body rests underneath Giants Stadium. Others believe that it was buried under a swimming pool in the Hampton, Illinois. And this one is like, I mean, Jimmy Hoffa was fucking famous. Like for some, for somebody at this, at that magnitude to just disappear is so fascinating and i feel like there's just so many layers to this one can't have shit in detroit uh just everything is so fishy and yeah the irishman just has the take where it was an inside job i don't know it seems like jimmy hoffa had a lot of enemies and taking seven years for him to be declared dead i mean the dude was missing for seven years like people were actively looking for him for seven years that's crazy i just feel like there's so many factors in play there was definitely some conspiracy here yeah i agree this is a really out there claim but how old would jimmy hoffa be if he was still alive right now 1913 so he'd be 107 do you think he died on july 30th or maybe he was taken somewhere you're in the public eye so much and you kind of maybe fake your death to avoid maybe uh enemies or just to avoid the public fame i suppose yeah i guess yeah i don't think it's out of the question so because there's so many possibilities, I feel like it needs to be plausible. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Do, you. do you think it's based? Yeah, no, this is actually right up there with these two, because there is definitely something going on with all three of these. We just don't know what that is. Like Jimmy Hoffa's death, because it says disappeared on Wikipedia. This is based. All right, so Julie, better known as Sad Eyes, you've joined us for the the conspiracy theory tier list. Um, what's your take on conspiracy theories in general? Yeah, I definitely think that conspiracy theories are very entertaining. They always kind of get me like excited. I always feel like kind of a detective when people are like, and then it's actually like this. It always is very like intense, I feel. 
in like an entertaining way. I'm a big fan of your your merchandise line. I'm also a big fan of your your personality, your artwork. You're truly one of like the uh, of my friends. You're the one who I look forward to like posting new stuff probably the most. Um, Thank you. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Why you decided to go down like that path of being like an independent artist. You you support yourself with like other work, obviously, but this is clearly like your main objective. Uh, what made you want to go down that path? In life, I'm, I generally do things by myself. I can be more of like a free spirit. And I feel like in, in like the least narcissistic way, I feel like I have a lot of like talent in many things. And I really like exploring kind of everything that there is to offer. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see if I could excel in like everything and find new ways to express myself and hopefully inspire other people to express themselves in different ways. Right. So you do a little bit of photography, you do a little bit of fashion design, you do a little bit of like uh, digital art as well. And you're kind of you're kind of all like all across the spectrum as an artist. If you had to pick one avenue, like later down the line, what which one do you think you would have, like if you had to choose? Definitely, I would say um, singing. I think a, not something that a lot of people know is that I really like to sing and I'm not bad at it um, and I love to do it. So in the future, I would really like to explore more of the music aspect of my talent and like everything that my voice can do i think that would be super fun I, I know some of your favorite artists being like you know lady gaga avril lavigne you know there's there, you have some pretty big inspirations there besides the big ones is there any like new music you could put like people onto that you look up to or that you like the sound just in general yeah um i think that a really good group that i really like to listen to um is Mazzy Star. I haven't heard like all of their music. I'm not going to say like I've studied their music, but definitely um, I feel like that is a really like low tone, like relaxing kind of when I whenever I want to like just chill and it's like rainy day vibes. That's always what I listen to. Um, and they actually something that your viewers and everyone might know is that their song was in that episode of Rick and Morty where he like buries his body. Oh, yeah. It's like at the end credits, that's Mazzy Star. And they have another, like, they have a few really, really good bangers. Oh, I'd also say that Callie Uchis is a big, like, I probably butchered that. Um, she's a big, like, inspiration to me. Her isolation album, like, changed my life and, like, kind of helped shape how I am today, I feel. Sad Eyes. What does that name mean to you? Is there, like, a story behind it? I've always been curious, and I'd love to get that out there. Sad Eyes kind of came from me because duh but um i feel like i got that because um whenever i would like smile i feel like if you covered up my mouth my eyes always still like kind of looked sad and um another way that that is like kind of interpreted is i feel like i'm someone that generally kind of like attaches to other people's like sadness i'm very empathetic and um i feel like i definitely see that in other people and it makes me like drawn to them and I generally have people in my life that like can share in the sadness but not be like overwhelmed by it you know what I'm saying like they see it and it's like a beauty and you can kind of draw inspiration from that it's like a 
colorful darkness kind of you know what are some of your your favorite movies uh, is there anything you've seen recently that's really just blown you away yeah actually okay so over summer i spent like some time with my dad and you know he loves movies like we go every tuesday and um one day we like went and we were chilling in his car a little bit and then we saw godzilla king of monsters and i'm telling you that movie blew me out of the water i like I loved it. I loved like Godzilla fighting all these other monsters. It was so OP and uh, the storyline I don't actually remember at all, but I loved seeing Godzilla just like obliterate these monsters. Um They're, all the Godzilla movies are just so much fun, but like that one especially cuz I feel like there was a time where like if you liked Godzilla movies, you kind of had to suspend your disbelief a lot. You're like, "Oh, it's a guy in a rubber suit and like blah blah blah." But now this is like this is like top tier visual effects and animation. Like the monsters look so cool in the sound design. and They look so sick. Yeah. I have to say like my favorite general movie would either be like a ghost story or princess bride. They're probably my two like favorite favorite. Those are like tonal opposites. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Those, uh, that's probably like my general vibe, honestly. Well, thank you for spending those couple of hours here with, three myself and three other sweaty nerds absolutely i'm a sweaty nerd too i promise you i'm sweating right now where can people obviously they can follow your sad eyes which i'll link in the uh the description for both the youtube and the podcast but uh if people were interested in uh reaching out getting shirts uh getting uh you know some art from you is the best way to reach you still insta dms or Yes, absolutely. Um, my website is still being set up, but you can check everything out at officialsateyes.com. Um, everything, like all of my art and most of my clothes are up on the website. Um, however, if you would like to buy something, definitely DM me on Instagram or Twitter is usually good as well. Uh, if you have my snap, snap is great. All right, I'll link everything but your snap in the comments section below. Alden thinks that neo-Nazis are more active than ever, and this makes a lot of sense. I think it's the biggest lay off the weed out of all of them, but we're, we, he wanted it implausible. I wanted it in lay off the weed. It's chilling and let's peep this out. Yeah, that's definitely lay off the weed. I was there for eight hours. <laughs> Nothing happened. Oh, thank God. We actually got someone who was there. Yeah, I was on my way to uh, Phoenix and I had an eight hour layover <laughs> in Denver. Did you look at all the cool artwork? Yeah, it was cool. And all of them are Pokestops. So that was fun. <laughs> you go up to the Nazi sign and spin the little thing, some Pokeball. And then a Pikachu comes out. <laughs> when you were landing at Denver International, um, did you notice that the runways were sh sh that the runways were shaped like a swastika? No, I didn't. <laughs> Is that true? I feel like it's a prime shape for just a lot of roads in general. And it doesn't even really look like a swastika. Uh, <sighs> I feel like if I feel like if they wanted it to look like a swastika, they would have made it like okay, this is one hundred percent a swastika. Like make it even on all sides. Well, these are neo Nazis, not OG Nazis. <laughs> I feel like if it were neo Nazis, it would be a swastika. This seems overall like a really, really weird airport. Well, they're way more centralized than other major airports, Alden. They have to go in every direction. Yeah, it's like prime flyover airport. Atlanta, and that was from what, west to east or something? Atlanta's also on the coast, though, relatively. Yeah, but all of my layovers there have been north-south. We'll leave it in. Let's peep this out for now. They did have a Quiznos there. I like Quiznos. 
Yeah, me too. So, number 18, Mystery Hill. Salem, New Hampshire is home to a 4,000-year-old archaeological site. The site is very advanced, complete with chambers, walls, a drainage system, and basins all carved out of stone. Some theorize this was built by the Native Americans, but when William Goldwyn Goodwin purchased the formation of his conclusion, his conclusion was it was built by Vikings to store treasure well before Christopher Columbus arrived in the Americas. Many believe the site was used as recently as the 1800s as a stop along the Underground Railroad. So this is another one of those that has like a ton of angles and different beliefs on what the origins are. So the first person discovered it thought it was Vikings. And then recent historians think it's even older than that could be uh, ancient Native American. It's really advanced scientifically in there. There's canal systems. There's potential like uh, ways to access water without getting like without leaving the, the tunnel system. It's not a typically it's not a very big tunnel system, but for the time, it definitely was. Because you wouldn't be able to see in there without any form of artificial light. I don't know how I feel about this one. I don't think that there's a lot of like mystery or anything. As far as like the significance of the site and what it was actually used for 4,000 years ago. I don't know. I'd say let's peep this out. All right. Let's peep this out. Let's peep this out. Let's peep out Mystery Hill. Yeah, I agree. More interesting uh, Mount Rushmore theory. North Dakota's safeguard complex built in the 1970s during the Cold War. The Stanley Mickelson Safeguard Complex was built to detect incoming missiles. This pyramidal structure missing a top, just like on the back of the $1 bill, was built for $500 million. Strangely enough, the complex was only in active use for one day, October 1st, 1972. Many believe due to its pyramidal shape, it was created for the Illuminati as a pyramid. It's the masonic symbol responsible for its design that was written weird a conspiracy side of it to me is not that interesting it just sounds like a government fail yeah i kind of agree with you this sounds like lay off the weed or a bra moment to me but looking up a picture of this thing i can totally see how like looking at that you'd be like holy shit that's some like illuminati shit is there something with the shape for radar or something i don't uh, i mean i guess oh yeah yeah i do see that that is kind of weird no it's definitely creepy looking they, they spent eight years building this shit and then used it for one day like what like at that point you think you'd realize oh, we don't need this anymore i feel like the government has like a ton of like bra moment construction contractor projects like that though especially between the 60s and 70s this was peak military industrial complex for sure i think this one would be like lay off the weedy for me i agree with julie i feel like the conspiracy isn't interesting enough to even be interesting when you're high i don't know yeah the shape enough is like you can throw someone off with like oh illuminati freemason back of the one dollar bill like yeah yeah exactly i feel like this is right around the mount rushmore one for me personally yeah same number 20 the wow signal ohio state university astronomer astronomer jerry amen was using the big ear telescope to record radio signals when he heard a loud deep pitched ringing sound that lasted for over a minute he could write on his report sheet was wow eham never heard any signal like that before or after and believed it to be some sort of communication from a, another extraterrestrial technology some believe this is just a noise of a comet passing by but the university study declared it a glitch in the telescope um the, the one thing that kind of adds to this to me is 
Um, they've kind of computerized the algorithm, obviously, for this big year telescope, but it's still in use. It's just a slightly updated version where it does all the reporting that this guy was in charge of doing automatically. They still haven't found anything that topped all of the levels like that noise. And I think that it's a little sus that the uh, university was like, oh, no, 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 it's just a glitch. It was a glitch. Yeah, that must suck. Like, you think you had a pretty big discovery or something, and then the university that you're using the telescope at is like, no, whoopsies. Or or someone higher up barged into your room and was like, this was a glitch. That's definitely the conspiracy part to it. It's like, oh, they're trying to cover something up. Well, it was a telescope used to record radio signals. We don't really have that many glitches in our radios today or even like when this happened. This is only in like the 70s. This was like 1974 or something like that. Like this wasn't peak radio, basically. I find it really hard to believe that it was a glitch in a telescope. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. The sound has never been repeated or like nothing similar to it is fascinating. Yeah. I think that this is a let's peep this out just because I like aliens. All the alien stuff is like pretty highly rated on our tier list. <laughs> what does that say about us? I mean, if we saw the sci- if we saw the sci-fi movie bracket, we're either looking for aliens or apes. I really do like that he wrote "Wow" on the thing. Have you guys seen the copy of the report? It looks like a like a fifth grade teacher grading papers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Burning Town. In 1962, residents of of the residents of small Pennsylvania town, Citralia, lit a landfill on fire to try and remove their trash. However, the fire spread rapidly and got into the coal mines. With the coal mines closed and the fire still burning to this day, the town was declared unsafe, forcing everyone to move away. Some of the former miners believed there were only a fraction they were only a fraction of the way through collecting the coal. And seeing as how the fire is still burning 58 years later, there's a significant uh, amount of resources being burnt. People theorized that this was done on purpose by the U.S. government to keep the demand of coal high and to preserve better control over the supply. For me, Centralia uh, is a really cool place, but this theory is a complete bra moment. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with that as well. I don't know about that. You don't think that out of all the times that they've tried to revive the coal industry in the United States, they would have once taken a look at, like, salvaging this place? I don't think you can. Coal was fucking huge. Like, you gotta think of, like, our state's culture. Like, we could have created a monopoly out of this. Right. And on top of that, I think it was probably to make sure that all the other little podunk coal rigs around the, the that part of the country, like Appalachia in general, you know, you got Pennsylvania, West Virginia, you know, parts of Tennessee, like all these places like needed that coal as an economic resource back then. Uh, it was the main job. And most coal towns only lived for like five to 10 years at the time. So the fact that this one was pushing eight years, people were saying they were just a fraction of the way through it and those resources are still burning to this day. I mean, dude, there is definitely a lot of coal down there, and something like a landfill fire just doesn't sound like a justified reason for this not being stopped sooner. That's true. I feel like... How did the landfill fire get into the coal? Like, wouldn't there be 
dirt and rock on top of the coal. There wasn't anyone at the coal mine. They didn't have to evacuate that. They had to evacuate people from their homes. Why did they do it so close to a coal mine in the first place? And I don't know how you would put out a fire like that too, because it's so far underground that if you were to put it out, you wouldn't be able to drain the water back. Yeah. Have you guys ever been into a coal mine? I have twice. Yeah, that shit's like sus. Uh, the guy taking the tour, he's like, yeah, if this shit starts shaking, like I'm running and you guys should do the same. There's apparently 38 active mining fires in pennsylvania that's crazy i feel like that points to it not being that uncommon Pennsylvania's pretty lit yeah but i guarantee you this is the longest burning one of those oh yeah definitely no doubt yes it is this one in particular like there's just a lot of things that are pointing to it and i mean of course there's going to be fires everywhere it's coal that's true and i feel like just because it's so big you know it had to be a little planned dude and like the highways completely closed there like they immediately built better infrastructure so people would avoid this place at all costs the streets there are smoking like that shit is like you know there's a fire going on underground when you're there the biggest like attraction out of that area is the graffiti highway that they're now re so people stop going there people are just fucking around on the graffiti highway but they don't want they don't want people to go there like why why are we spending money on the graffiti highway to me this is something that's super plausible eh, i i still don't i think this is lay off the weeds here <laughs> okay well that's elevated from bra moment so i mean i don't know maybe let's peep this out i would say let's peep this out yeah yeah the top of let's peep this Put it above that stupid Denver International Airport bullshit. Wait, you guys put Denver in Let's Peep This Out? Yeah, we did. It's already been peeped out so many times. We've been peeping the, the airport. I feel like the airport one is like the definition of layoff the week. Yeah, I feel like it's in the wrong category. I feel like it's between Bigfoot and the Georgia Guidestones. What's the conspiracy part of Bigfoot? I I don't know if we're like gonna retread old ground, but like every now and then I'll be at work and I'll like see something out of the corner of my eye. I think it's like the ghost of Jeff Bezos coming for me, but he's still alive, unlike his marriage. How do you know that's him though? What if that's his robot clone that he created to carry on his will? It might be. He'll like sneak up on me. I'm like, oh. Speaking of clones and uh uh doubles yeah julie this was the one you wanted the most even over another one damn that was a dope segue 22 see you later boy the theory ever living died in 2003 and was replaced with a look-alike actress melissa uh, vandella the death was supposedly kept under wraps by um arista records a subsidiary of sony to keep the value of the young artist's future work higher her 2004 album under my skin was a big success and the act um and the act is kept up to this day where when that artist dies the music elevates so much the album sells so much right even at the peak of her career avril lavigne was nowhere near the levels of success that michael jackson was avril lavigne's peak was 2003 i agree but i still don't think that she was anywhere near where michael jackson was but say she did die at her peak she probably would be elevated like how i think kurt cobain's very talented but he died at his peak and i think that's why nirvana was elevated a lot part of this also that should be taken into consideration is that i think her um like record label kind of wanted her to have like a different kind of sound because she her music before this um was very like punk rock kind of that i wouldn't say like punk but you know what i'm saying it was darker 
yeah and then the music now is like yeah exactly it's girlfriend and hello kitty and i actually recently listened to one of her songs with Nicki minaj in it and it sounds like a different person like i listened to skater boy right after and it's like a different vocal tone all of it well yeah but she's 14 years older personally for me uh the way i feel about this theory because i've heard it before Alyssa really likes this theory too but every time she brings it up i'm like this is just the paul mccartney one but like not as good it's the boneless paul mccartney i kind of agree with that i think this is honestly straight up bro moment was she in over the hedge or was she not it would have not it would have been her clone anything after it's complicated is that bitch i think i feel like the whole reason this conspiracy theory exists is ironically like it's a meme or at least the original push was because like her career took a steep nosedive i feel like it's just the same woman but like she's obviously like developed a lot in 20 years and never really wanted to be as famous as she got yeah i kind of agree with you i think this is definitely bra moment i don't think that you know i i don't really think that her uh company would hire someone to like look like her or whatever i think that's ridiculous where's the kanye theory that he got replaced after his mom died or that david bowie predicted the coming of kanye west there's some good there's more music conspiracy theories out there i will agree that this is a really fun theory <laughs> yeah it's very fun well we're gonna move on to some other really fun not controversial at all theories jory uh you want to take the stanley kubrick one kubrick faked the moon landing the motivation seems obvious. President John F. Kennedy promised to have a man on the moon by the end of the decade. With the Cold War tensions at an all-time high, wouldn't it make more sense to hire one of the greatest filmmakers of all time just to shoot a fake moon landing so you can end the space race? It may seem a little fishy, but it's perhaps one of the most popular conspiracy theories on this whole list. I agree with that statement, but to me, the moon landing being faked itself is a bra moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, not based on like plausibility. I would say that this would be like an S tier theory because it's like, I feel like it's a gateway theory. It's really popular. But as far as Stanley Kubrick actually faking the moon landing, no, that shit didn't happen. I think that there's a lot of motivation for the moon landing being faked. I think it's more likely that the moon landing is potentially faked. I just feel like the whole Kubrick tie automatically makes this a lay off the weed why, why would he hide evidence that he did it like if you made that happen your next movie probably wouldn't be about space the moon landing happened in 1969 uh 2001 came out the year before that correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure if in 2001 the image of earth that we see was made before we actually had satellite images of earth in that 70s show hyde makes a joke about spielberg directing the moon landing so I think based on that, it should be lay off the weed. I think that it's another like really fun one, maybe top of lay off the weed. Because if you smoke like a lot, you're definitely going to be like, yeah, that doesn't even look real. How would they get TVs on the moon? I, I don't understand it. I, I feel like if Buzz Aldrin did not actually go to the moon, why would he be so upset when someone is holding a sign in front of him saying it was fake? We saw first, man. Buzz Aldrin is an asshole. <laughs> Whitey on the moon. Whitey's on the moon. But he like punched a dude in the face for saying that the moon landing was fake. I believe that the moon landing was real. I think that there's a lot of ways that people can say like, how the fuck did we do this like in, in the 60s? But to me, that just makes the event itself like all the more like impressive. The people who did actually make the broadcast of the moon landing like they need to be given like a lifetime achievement award because like Stanley Kubrick in the same industry is taking all of that credit 
<laughs> for something that definitely didn't happen. Well, that like Kubrick uh, died like around during uh, the filmmaking of that. And some people think it's a conspiracy that he died because they thought like, oh, he's revealing stuff in Eyes Wide Shut about secrets about the Hollywood industry or Scientology or something. I think he was definitely like he was old in age. I mean, he had been directing movies for 50 years at that point. So like, I think he died of natural causes, but I definitely think there was a motive and potentially a plot to get rid of him. I mean, he was very actively against a lot of other people that were controversial, but making movies at the same time. He never once compared himself to like a Polanski, even though they were two of the greatest filmmakers of that era. You know, he dissociated from people like Woody Allen. So it's like... Wait a second, are we talking about uh, Kubrick getting assassinated right now? Potentially. Yes. Ooh, are we talking about the fact that it could be uh, because of the Illuminati or a Masonic cult because of Eyes Wide Shut? I think it's like I think it's like the, the secrets of Hollywood that eventually became cancel culture. I think Kubrick was a little ahead of his time. Yeah, I just feel like he would have been more vocal about that in the making of Eyes Wide Shut and in the the information about that if it was some important stance i also find it really funny that it stars tom cruise <laughs> i'm sure kubrick did as well i think like the scientology element is definitely something to consider there kubrick's got some fun stuff i wonder if that napoleon movie is ever gonna happen probably not yeah the other one that julie insisted we have on this list i did not insist i was kind of like i don't know should we do that and she was like yeah we need to Actually, yeah, you're right. I was like, honestly, the people need to know about 9-11. I think the people do know about 9-11. I'll take the hit and do this one. Number 24, 9-11, an inside job. Due to the popularity alone, this needs to be addressed. Is there motivation? Yes. Did it sway public opinion enough to wage war in the Middle East again? Yes. Did George Lucas have Anakin Skywalker commit genocide on a tribe of sand people a year after this horrific event that should not be used as a joke to set up a Star Wars pun? Yes. Just because it's possible that certain U.S. officials could have orchestrated the most devastating terrorist attack on American soil doesn't mean it happened. Wait, 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 wait. So the theory is that it didn't happen? No, not the event that the U.S. officials set it up. We're not going that wild on this show, John. Nate lives in New York. Yeah, I, I think this is an automatic bra moment. I agree. Julie, what the hell? What do you mean? You were supposed to be the person that red-pilled us. I got kind of excited. I got kind of excited. You know what? I think this one is based because, honestly, I think because, listen, if if he didn't like do all this stuff then how would we have star wars you know what i'm saying like if wait no this isn't that george lucas did 9-11 <laughs> oh my god i don't know i think that there's a precedent for uh filmmakers setting up natural well, no, not natural disasters but like national disasters like did you see what james cameron did with the titanic put that iceberg there and <laughs> through his time machine in revenge of the sith I mean, Anakin did, like, say a couple of George Bush quotes, like, word for word. Yeah, so George Lucas did do 9-11. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Josh, why wasn't George Lucas in Vice? <laughs> he should have been. He should have directed Vice. Yo, 
<laughs> That'd be kind of hype. Vice Special Edition. I looked up Revenge of the Sith, George Bush, and there's a ton of articles from 2005 on this. I don't know. I feel like this is another one of those that's really, really, really looked into, has several books published about it. It's something along the lines of the JFK conspiracy theory, but I feel like it is. Re it really falls short. The only reason for it to happen that like they would directly benefit from would be the sway of public opinion to get involved in the middle east and we were already we were already kind of there during the reagan and bush era well yeah exactly yeah i don't think that anyone really would have benefited from having this like horrific event happen and um i don't know if you've been nate but i've been to the the museum and everything that they have uh, set up in New York and it's like, you know, it's it's super informative and everything and you're like, you look at it and you're like, yeah, there's no way that this could have been faked or, or organized or whatever. I think at worst, like, there were people that knew and then didn't say anything, but to me, that doesn't really sound like it would have been a really widely organized thing. I don't know to what capacity something like this could be orchestrated. But I do think there was some instigation towards it. In what way? The CIA did a ton of stuff in the Middle East in the 40s and 50s, and they never really stopped. They kept just intervening with different things, causing more turmoil and chaos over there. Well, I mean, yeah, the um, Al-Qaeda came out of the Mujahideen, who we were training there, I believe, to fight against the Soviets when they were in Afghanistan. Yeah, like, there's just a ton of stuff that we've been doing there. But I feel like saying that was pushing them towards to do 9-11 is, like, no. Like, it... I'm not saying that directly. I'm just saying that we still could have had, like, the CIA involved up until that point. And if someone in power who oversaw stuff like that could have been like, hey, make sure they do something. We want oil. So there's like this ploy of we are never going to leave the Middle East is kind of what you're saying. And this was to like ride that in even further. My biggest thing against this being an inside job is like, don't you think that if they were orchestrating this whole thing, they would have picked an antagonistic force from the right country? No, that's true. What do you mean? No, I feel like if they were going for like, okay, let's plan this out they would have us going already to the place that they wanted us to be at. The way that it happened with Al-Qaeda uh, orchestrating 9-11 and being based in Afghanistan, only for us to then go to Iraq, doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, we were just grabbing up land there and using the situation to our advantage. That's the whole point, is the situation we took advantage of. We didn't care who did it. But that's the thing. That's why I'm saying I don't think that anybody from the U.S. was directly involved. And at the most, if they were, they just knew about it and didn't say anything. Which is still to some degree an inside job i i consider this lay off the weed or bro moment <laughs> i could not put it that low well i think the only thing left at this point because so many people have like documented and try to uncover this is like it couldn't go in something like let's peep this out because th we're never gonna know if that's a thing i guess what exactly are we talking about because i feel like there's like three four different types of inside job theories when it comes to this event domestically that we just didn't do during this event there's stuff domestically that just wasn't in place for us to do during this event as well even before this happened we had pilots fly alongside hijacked planes or trained to do so and none of that happened these planes were followed but 
not very well. Like there was just a lot going on that could have stopped the event and didn't. I think you need to lay off the weed there, Alden. I'm sorry. I kind of see both sides, you know, um, but I kind of agree that it's been like really peeped already because like a lot of people have definitely written stuff about it. And I know that like when I was in high school, people were like going crazy over over this they memed it a lot yeah the jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams that's like another part of this yeah that was a shit meme but but it's it's true it doesn't burn hot enough it doesn't need to melt it the building didn't melt well no there was melted steel that was the whole point of it i'd say like top of lay off the weed this is nowhere near as cool as the stanley kubrick moon landing thing to me i guess not i guess it's cooler than like bigfoot denver international airport and the guidestones maybe under the guidestones too i think the guidestones are kind of neat i don't i don't really care for the guidestones i just feel like the guidestones are definitely a prank and i don't think there's people that unironically or like there, there are people that yeah unironically uh created this inside job myth i believe everyone from the get-go was like this is real like that's true but i just think the guidestones are a lot of fun <laughs> i just think that there's something funny about the fact that like all right these dudes just came up with commandments and laid them down and now everybody's like bro what yeah yeah so looking at this tier list is there anything we want to like reorganize because you bring up a good point in there jory is like maybe we should have another one that was like it's just a prank bro should we put it between bro moment and lay off the weed i'm thinking it goes below bro moment like it's almost like debunked at that point that's your fault for falling for that make it pink should we put bigfoot in just a prank because that like famous footage is definitely some dude in a suit <laughs> yes i'm fine with that yeah, Bigfoot can go down there. Are furries just making Bigfoot, like, even more of, like, a conspiracy? I don't think there's any mistaking, like, an electric blue fox walking through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, Sonic the Hedgehog is real. Don't mind that, that's just my OC. How many more years do we have until people stop trying to figure out if Elvis is alive? Elvis would be dead by now, like, naturally, wouldn't he? <laughs> No, I mean, he's he's not as old as Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa's 107 this year. <laughs> to be honest, I feel that way about every, like, oh, this dead celebrity is still alive thing. Like, I felt that way about the Michael Jackson one when it was a thing. I still feel that way about the Tupac one. I mean, Tupac wouldn't be that old. No, I mean, I don't think that Tupac... I think that it's very likely that uh, Tupac was killed in a drive-by shooting. Yeah, that's that's probably what happened. Like, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't put much weight into the, like, oh, they faked their death. What about the Michael Jackson one that he attended his own funeral as, like, a woman? What's your other category idea? Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking of another idea that's like, there's definitely an event that happened, but the conspiracy is not only wrong, the opposite happened, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, Johnny Gosh, like, sure, that kid did actually go missing, and his mother may have received, like, photographs from his captor. The part where it goes a little crazy is, like, she's saying that she saw him 15 years later and things like that. That was, like, an inciting incident for positive change. I got the name. I got the name for it. It's uh, Captain America from Civil War going, okay. That's enough. I think it is bottom, bottom tier just because it was just a prank is entertaining. But okay, that's enough is like, bro, what are you doing? Okay, so Johnny Gosh is going there. <laughs> yeah. I think 9-11 should go there too. Yeah. Okay. 
that's enough. <laughs> like I just I just feel like if you unironically believe that 9-11 was an inside job, like I just feel like that's such an okay, that's enough. Like it's like the entire city of New York like rallied together and shit. And like there was so much good that came from it that doesn't involve what the motivations for it would have been. Like it cancels itself out in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. It's so recent and the thought that like families are still like going through it is also it's hard to like talk about that too sure one person who was a very important figure both like politically and socially getting taken out is a lot but three thousand people that are like just everyday people and firefighters and rescue people like that's so much calamity that I think even hinting at the fact that it's fake is almost discrediting them. Yeah. And it's only, and it was, it was in 2001. It was, yeah, we were all like babies. It was like 20 years ago at this point, almost. We saw it on TV. It's not like this shit happened in like the forties. Well, I mean, we're the generation that didn't see it on TV (laughs) or at least don't remember. (laughs) I I was in school. (laughs) I was two years old. I don't remember shit. In a baby bed with diapers. Wait, how old are you guys? I was like three years old. I was two. It was in 2001. Alden and I are boomers. <laughs> Alden and I vaguely remember. Oh shit, Julie, you're turning 21 next week? Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, actually, the day this episode comes out is Julie's birthday. So, happy birthday, Julie. Everyone, go DM her on Instagram at the Sad Eyes Instagram, which I'll leave a link to in the description below, and buy some shirts from her. Buy some. I'm actually right now, by the way, while we're on it, I'm doing a $10 shirt sale and donating all the money to Black Lives Matter. So if you guys want to... I got one. Uh, yeah, Alden got a glow-in-the-dark one. There's a few pretty cool colors. We've got like violet and green. So check them out if you guys want to buy a $10 tee. Hit me up. So now that we've kind of cleaned up this list a little bit, I feel like the Avril Lavigne one can kind of be moved up to lay off the weed. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm, yeah, okay. This just birds falling out the sky. Well, there was no positive change that came from chemtrails. It was just people being stupid. No, I think chemtrails needs to stay as a bra moment. Speaking of birds, my mom, when I was very young, I remember her like Loki having a conspiracy that I've never been able to shake out of my mind. She always used to tell me that like, she was always go like, are the birds flying lower than normal? Time I see birds flying along the street. I'm like, what happened? They used to be free. The owls aren't what they seem. All right. Well, I feel pretty good about this tier list. I'm excited to see what people have to say. Uh, I am leaving a link to the tier list in the description as well. So after you're done buying a $10 Black Lives Matter shirt from Sad Eyes, please make your own tier list. I would love to hear some other people's uh, opinions. You can also share with it on, with me on Twitter at follow the NV3 Martin, which is you know linked to the. Uh, the tear maker, obviously. Thank you, Julie, for joining us. And this was a fun episode. A happy belated 4th of July to everyone. And happy birthday again, Julie. Thank you, guys. Happy belated 4th of July, everyone. Thank you for having me on your show. I had a great time. This is super fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Next week's topic of discussion will be a bracket-style challenge where we will be determining the best Star Wars video game. And as always, if I don't see you, Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.